Welcome to the Physics Central Podcast. I'm Calla Cofield. And I'm Mike Lucibella. It's time for the July News Roundup. Today we'll be sharing some of our favorite physics news stories from the past 30 days. Story number one, the darkest material ever made. A British nanotech company recently revealed the blackest black material ever invented. The material is so dark that looking at it actually gives the human eye the impression that nothing is there, that one is actually staring into an open, empty space. The material, called Vanta Black, absorbs more than 99% of light, everything but 0.035%. The previous record was 0.04%. With so little light bouncing off it, human eyes can't even resolve contours or shapes in the material, so it looks two-dimensional, even if it's wrapped around a three-dimensional object. So if you were wearing a shirt made out of Vanta Black, it would look as though your arms were just floating in the air, emerging from this black, empty hole where your torso should be. The secret behind the ultra-black material is a scattered array of carbon nanotubes. The nanotubes are too small for even a photon to permeate, but photons that hit the material get caught in the space between nanotubes, where they bounce around until they are absorbed. The material could have a practical use. Telescope cameras are calibrated by first taking an image of a perfectly black surface. Then when the camera is pointed at the sky, it's able to compare the sky with that perfectly dark image and identify even very faint points of light. So obviously if the camera is calibrated with this extremely dark material, it can better identify those faint light sources. That's a valuable application, certainly, but I really just want to see the t-shirt. Okay, now over to Mike Lucibello with our second story, Sailing on Sunlight. Thanks, Kawa. So on July 7th, the Planetary Society announced the planned launch date of a satellite with a space-age propulsion system that harkens back to the days of the ancient mariners. Dubbed LightSail-1, the tiny spacecraft will deploy a 32-square-meter solar sail after it reaches orbit and use the light from the sun to gradually propel it out into space. So, believe it or not, the photons from sunlight actually exert a tiny amount of force on everything they hit. Now, the pressure is so small and spread out that you can't feel it, even on the brightest of days, but it's there. So if you build a big sail that's super light and ultra-reflective, photons from sunlight will gradually push it along, and any attached spacecraft will build up tremendous speed over a couple of weeks. Because it essentially runs on the inexhaustible supply of sunlight, there's no need to carry any fuel. Give it enough time, and it can go faster than any conventionally-fueled spacecraft we've designed. Now, it's not the same as a solar panel. Solar panels convert sunlight into electricity, while solar sails are literally pushed along by the force of sunlight. For a long time, solar sails have been the subject of science fiction stories, but only in the last few years has materials technology advanced enough to realistically build them. Now, LightSail 1 won't be the first spacecraft with a solar sail. In May of 2010, Japan's space agency launched Icarus, which whizzed by Venus after seven months of building up speed. However, this will be the first time that one will be totally privately funded. And who knows, it could just herald the start of a whole new era in spaceflight. Right now, the Planetary Society is aiming for an April 2016 launch aboard SpaceX's heavy lift rocket. Kala, back to you. 
Story number three, replicating the interior of gas giants. Researchers recently used the largest laser in the world to compress a diamond to more than 50 times the pressure of Earth's atmosphere at sea level or 14 times the pressure in Earth's core. Scientists believe that diamonds exist at these extreme pressures in the cores of massive gas planets like Jupiter and Saturn. By measuring the physical properties of the diamond in this pressurized situation, the researchers might learn something about how these humongous planets form and evolve. The research was conducted at the National Ignition Facility at Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory. This instrument creates very bright, very powerful pulses of laser light. In this case, 176 lasers were combined to create a massive shockwave that compressed the diamond sample. Pressures this high have been reached experimentally before, but normally as the pressure rises, so does the temperature. In this case, that would cause the diamond to liquefy. To replicate the interior of a planet's core, where scientists believe the diamond would remain solid, the researchers needed to keep the temperature down. This was done by first hitting the sample with a slightly lower pressure wave, sort of allowing it to adjust to the rising pressure, and also layering the diamond sample with gold. The gold acts as a conductor and dissipates heat away from the diamond. The sample remains intact for about 10 billionths of a second. After that, the power of the laser completely vaporizes it. It's a very short amount of time, but it is just long enough for the scientists to gather a little bit of information from it. Our final story, The Next Generation of Dark Matter Hunters. The Department of Energy and the National Science Foundation announced this month that they would be funding three new dark matter experiments. Dark matter constitutes about 27% of all matter and energy in the universe. Scientists identified it because it is impossible to ignore the huge gravitational pull that dark matter exerts on regular matter, like stars and galaxies. The regular matter only makes up about 4% of the total matter and energy in the universe. Dark matter is called dark because it doesn't radiate or reflect light. That makes it highly unlikely that dark matter is made of any particle currently known to scientists. Experiments searching for clues as to what dark matter is made of cannot do so generically. They must assume dark matter is made of a particular type of particle and then look for those particles or interactions created by those particles. Two of the three newly approved experiments will look for a type of particle called WIMPs or weakly interacting massive particles. The third experiment will look for particles called axions. These three experiments fall into the second generation of dark matter experiments, which are defined as those being 10 times more sensitive than the previous generation. There is ample evidence to suggest that scientists are zeroing in on dark matter's true nature. Perhaps this next generation will finally solve the mystery. You've been listening to the Physics Central News Podcast. I'm Calico Field. And I'm Mike Lucibella. 
As always, you can find more podcasts, our Physics Buzz blog, resources, and so much more at physicscentral.com. Tune in next week for more of the Physics Central podcast.